0: It's time for Weekdays with Wilk, your daily dose of sports and how it affects the state of Utah. Here's your host, Tanner Wilkinson. Hey, welcome on in. I'm uh, not in the best mood after the Jazz game last night. From a sports perspective, uh, that was that sucked. Just going to put it uh, pretty blunt that way. We'll get to it. We'll, t- we'll we'll this is a safe space. We'll we'll talk about that. Uh, Uh, Fortunately, that's at the top of the rundown. Do you know what a rundown is? Uh, Can you get this rundown for me? This rundown better be really good. But it sounds like the rundown is really important. Joel Embiid had 40 points and 19 rebounds and a tying three-pointer late in regulation. Tobias Harris scored 11 of his 22 points in overtime to lead the Philadelphia 76ers past the Utah Jazz 131-123 in a matchup of the NBA's East and Western Conference leaders. Ben Simmons added 17 points for the 76ers, who improved their Eastern Conference leading record to 24-12. and Donovan Mitchell had 33 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists for the Jazz, who lost their second straight. Mike Conley and Bojan Bogdanovic added 18 apiece for Utah. Mitchell was ejected with 30.8 seconds left in overtime after picking up his second technical. He got his first with 57.5 seconds remaining in the extra period after arguing a foul call. The game included four players that will be participating in Sunday's All-Star Game and Embiid, Simmons, Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. Other NBA action on Wednesday. There was a lot, 10 games. Buddy Heald shook off a sore ankle to score 29 points, and the Kings beat the shorthanded Lakers 123-120 Wednesday night. Healed status for the game was in doubt because of a sprained right ankle, but he decided to play through it and help the Kings win for just the second time in their past 12 games. They took advantage of a banged up Lakers team missing LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Sacramento held on at the end to win this one with Harrison Barnes layup giving the Kings a 121 120 lead with 30 seconds remaining after De'Aaron Fox had just fouled out. James Harden had a triple-double with 29 points, 10 rebounds, and 14 assists in the first meeting with his former Houston teammates, and the Brooklyn Nets won 132-114 to hand the Rockets their 13th straight loss. Many of the 3,615 fans booed when Harden was introduced before the game, and more boos came the first few times he touched the ball. The Nets set a franchise record with their 7th straight road victory and have won 10 of their last 11 overall the longest skid for the Rockets since they dropped 15 in a row back in 2001. Damian Lillard hit a deep three-pointer with 13.7 seconds left to give the Portland Trailblazers a hard-fought 108-106 victory over the Golden State Warriors. Lillard and Carmelo Anthony each had 22 points for the Blazers, who kept it close most of the way after the Warriors jumped out to an early lead. Steph Curry led the Warriors with 35 points. His three-pointer gave Golden State a 101-96 lead with 3.57 remaining. Wayne Ellington scored 25 points, and the Detroit Pistons beat the virus-depleted Toronto Raptors 129-105 to snap a three-game losing streak. Ellington was 8 of 11 from three-point range, and the Pistons were 20 for 41 overall from long range. Uh, Detroit's backup had 56 points with Rodney Magruder and Sabin Lee each finishing with 20. Norman Powell had 36 points for Toronto, and Kyle Lowry finished with 21 T.J. McConnell set an NBA record with nine steals in the first half and posted his second career triple-double with 16 points, 13 assists, and a franchise-best 10 steals, leading the Indiana Pacers to a 114-111 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. McConnell also went 8 of 8 from the field in 36 minutes off the bench as Indiana rallied from a 19-point deficit in the third quarter and snapped Cleveland's four-game winning streak. Malcolm Brogdon scored 27 points for the Pacers, who snapped a four-game skid. Kristaps Porzingis had 19 points and 13 rebounds, and European sidekick Luka Doncic was sidelined due to a back issue going into his second All-Star appearance. The Mavericks beat Oklahoma City 87-78. Tim Hardaway Jr. scored 19 points. Josh Richardson added 16, and Dallas cruised most of the second half without the NBA's sixth leading score. Doncic had averaged 31.6 points in his previous nine games, with Dallas winning seven to get above 500 for the first time since January 22nd. The Mavericks kept that roll going, winning for the 10th time in 13 games going into the All-Star break. Terry Rozier scored 31 points, and Gordon Hayward added 23 as the Charlotte Hornets headed into the All-Star break with a 135-102 win over the skidding Minnesota Timberwolves. Rozier hit three three-pointers in a span of a minute and 29 seconds, the last of which pushed the lead to 79-65. The Hornets have alternated wins and losses for the past 11 games, with Wednesday's victory coming after a loss Monday at Portland, The Timberwolves have lost nine in a row and sit at 0-5 since Chris Finch replaced Ryan Saunders as head coach. Trey Young scored 32 points and hit the go-ahead free throws with eight seconds remaining as the Hawks rallied from 19 down in the second half to beat the Orlando Magic 115-112. Young had 20 points after halftime to lead the Hawks back from a 61-42 deficit at the break. They shot 9 of 13 on threes in the fourth quarter and 21 of 45 in the game to complete their biggest comeback of the season combined with Tuesday's win in Miami Atlanta now 2-0 under interim coach Nate McMillan and they've won consecutive games for the first time in five and a half weeks Zach Levine capped a 36 point performance with the driving layup and four free throws during the final minute and the Chicago Bulls held off a late rally to beat the New Orleans Pelicans 128-124 Kobe White scored 25 for the Bulls who led by as many as 19 and were still up 18 in the fourth quarter. The Pelicans' late surge pulled them as close to 117-113 on Jackson Hayes' alley-oop dunk as he was fouled with a minute 49 left. Hayes missed the free throw, however, he and Zion Zion Williamson, who scored 28 points, missed two free throws with a chance to cut it two with just a minute 23 left. Top 25 college basketball, Justin Moore dropped 24 points, and 10th-ranked Villanova wrapped up the Big East regular season title by defeating number 14 Creighton 72-60. Jay Wright's team raced to a 19-point lead and clinched its seventh regular season title in the last eight seasons. However, the Wildcats finished the game without star guard Colin Gillespie due to a left knee injury that he suffered in the first half. The Blue Jays were in action for the first time since coach Greg McDermott came under fire for using racist language in a post-game locker room talk. Other top 25 scorers, MJ Walker scored 18 points including six threes and Raekwon Gray added 16 to help number 11 Florida State win its 25th straight ACC game, 93-64 over Boston College. Gray scored in double figures for an 11th straight game for the Seminoles, who are in position to win the league's regular season title with a win at Notre Dame on Saturday. Walker scored 12 points in the first half as the Sem- In other top 25 men's basketball, MJ Walker scored 18 points including hitting 6 three-pointers and Raquan Gray added 16 points to help number 11 Florida State win its 25th straight ACC home game. 93-64 over Boston College. Gray scored in double figures for an 11th straight game for the Seminoles who are in position to win the league's regular season title with a win at Notre Dame on Saturday. Walker scored 12 points in the first half as the Seminoles cruised to a 53-35 lead at the break and were never challenged. Seminole shot 55.6% from the floor and 13 of 27 from three-point range. Matt Mitchell scored 19 points, and Jordan Shackle added 16 for number 19 San Diego State, who beat UNLV 71-62 to clinch the Mountain West Conference regular season title for the second straight year. Nathan Manasa scored 14 points for the Aztecs, who used a 14-0 run, spanning halftime to take control and win their 11th straight game. They get a week of rest before returning to Las Vegas as the number 1 seed for the conference tournament. The Utes traded the lead with Oregon State 19 times, but it wasn't enough as they fell to the Beavers 75-70. Timmy Allen had 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists for Utah with another 15 coming from Alfonso Plummer. The Utes fall to 10-12 and 12 and finish the regular season Saturday afternoon when they host Arizona State. And that's your rundown. A busy, a busy time in sports, specifically in the NBA. We're going to talk about it. Uh, the Jazz... That was really rough last night, man. I tell you what. You know it's bad when national writers are commenting on it, but the officiating was atrocious. Uh, just texting a buddy of mine. The two-minute report still has not come out from last night. Still hasn't come out. Um, I thought it was really, really interesting seeing Mike Conley speak up a little bit more. You know, that was that was something that uh, – Mike's a very level-headed guy. He's never received a technical foul in his entire career. So for him to speak out after the game I think says a lot. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is Donovan Mitchell's true colors. This is who he is. First time he's been ejected in a game in four seasons for how much he plays – Knowing the kind of person Donovan is, that's how bad it was last night. Donovan's, you know, under control, you know, 90-plus percent of the time. And it was that bad last night. It was just the whole game, too. A lot of people want to point out the calls at the end of the game, and, yeah, obviously those are some of the most important ones. But And Mike Mike Conley pointed this out, too. It was the entire game. The entire game the Jazz were getting hosed by these calls. You know, and I don't understand the whole, you know, Joel Embiid rallying to get Donovan kicked out and stuff like that. (sighs) Worry about your own game, man. If a guy's physically hurting you or anything like that, then you can be upset. But, I mean, good night. Just ridiculous what we saw last night in Philadelphia. Now, granted, the Sixers are a good team. They're well coached. Embiid's still the front runner to win the MVP without question, in my opinion. But when are we gonna start holding refs accountable? I mean players and coaches have to meet with the media after, and they make mistakes too i always I say this in a way as a compliment there's no such thing as a good ref because we're all human it mistakes are gonna be made. but we protect these guys like they're caviar like they're they're these endangered eagle eggs. See the nacho libre reference there. I mean, at one point, are we going to start to have the, you know, heading into the All-Star break, I, I want to say it was three, four years ago. You know, players were very outspoken about how bad the officiating was in the NBA. And it's happening again, not just with the Jazz. Last night in the Lakers-Kings game, Montrez Harrell got teed up for yelling and won. How many guys do we see do that on a nightly basis? How many elementary, middle, and high school kids do we hear yell and one"? Carlos, we were, I was talking with another buddy. Carlos Boozer would be, boy, he would have nothing left if he was getting technical tees and fines for every time he yelled and won. I mean, just even the Devin Booker ejection the other night was really soft. You know, I just, I don't get it. It's really weird. There's got to be some form of accountability otherwise nothing's going to change in my opinion and that's hard that's not fair to these players and it's not really fair to the officials either because maybe there are ones out there that are better than others i mean it's just inevitable it's that way with everything in life you're there's always you're always going to find people that are just better at certain things than other people i mean last night was just the whole game i mean i i I didn't want to sit on this too long but the ultimate message that I'm trying to take away from this is there is a problem. It's not just the Jazz, but there is a huge problem in the NBA. And, you know, when when are we going to start holding these guys more accountable? You know, guys get fined for complaining about it, and I'm sure Donovan and Rudy are going to get some empty fines. I don't know if what Mike and Quinn had to say justified that, but at the same time, like, man you know, we hold players accountable. Those fines get released to the public. They get released to the press. Oh, but we got to protect our officials. The most important part of the game. It, it was just really frustrating last night as a basketball fan, let alone being a jazz fan. I mean, you just watch that from a basketball perspective and that gets frustrating, but And I'm not saying the Jazz are completely hosed. I was at that Portland game last year where Rudy clearly goaltended against Damian Lillard. It's clear as day. The Jazz got away with one there. It happens. But when it's constantly called poorly the entire game, that's that's when things can get out of control. And officials, in my opinion, have way too much power uh, when it comes to that. So that's it. We're going to move on. I'm done talking about it. The Jazz head to the All-Star break. I'm excited to watch the guys go on Sunday. Hope Donovan wins the three-point shootout. Should be interesting. Uh, I think I've forgotten this year just how good Big East basketball is, especially now that UConn's back there. Not that UConn's been anything amazing this year, but just uh, it was good. That Creighton-Villanova game was really good last night. Um, Two solid teams. I'm interested to see how Creighton rallies around the controversy behind Greg McDermott. You know, said what he said. You can't – if you want to go look it up, you can go look it up, but you know how how deep of an impact does that not just have on guys for the rest of the season, but moving forward? We saw what happened with John Beeline in the Cavaliers. I mean, that team was lost. Is you know is that going to be is that going to be the case? You know, so I don't know it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see there with McDermott. That's a that's an odd odd thing. Uh, Bad loss for Utah. I picked them yesterday, and I'm kind of regretting it because that was such a Utah loss, losing that way to to Oregon State. Just, I don't know, really, really interesting. Uh, More NFL cuts that are interesting. The Raiders are considering cutting Trent Brown, offensive tackle, who they signed back in uh, 2021. Or, excuse me, signed him a couple years ago, and they're – not sure if they want to bring him back or not or cut him to save cap space. The Cousins plan to keep Kirk Cousins at least for the time being. Um and then the Saints cutting a couple tight ends and Josh Hill and Jared Cook. Josh Hill's been there forever. He's a Blackfoot Idaho boy. I lived in Blackfoot for a while. In fact, I was living in Blackfoot when he first signed with the Saints. That was a that was a really really big deal. So, something to, something to keep an eye on there. Josh Hill's a good blocking tight end. And uh, what does that mean for the Saints and Taysom Hill moving forward? Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Speaking of the Big East, uh, they're going to have some fans at their conference tournament next week, mostly just fans, but uh should be interesting. I'm excited to see uh, those conference tournaments this next week. They're already starting, actually. Some of, the, some of these uh already going on. One thing I do like about the NFL, the uh, sign and retire. I think the one-day contracts are awesome. Greg Olson and Thomas Davis both signed to retire as members of the Panthers, you know we saw several other guys have done this you know around the league um over the years i think it's really cool it's starting to become a thing in the nba where guys will do this i know paul pierce did it with the celtics luwal dang did it with the bulls recently i feel like it's just becoming a more recent thing i really like it cuz you know sometimes it is a business and sometimes you move on but uh, i really like like seeing that from those and two guys that were really good in carolina helped them get to you know a Super Bowl two key players from that roster. Thomas Davis was an animal. That dude could fly around the football. Uh big game for Utah State tonight. Host in Wyoming. I'll get to that pick in just a minute. Uh Aggie should go out on top to end uh their home regular season. They I believe they got to go back to Fresno this weekend if I remember right. So that's that's definitely something to keep an eye on. But uh looking at your schedule, Clippers in Washington tonight. Toronto visits Boston, Detroit in New York. Denver visits Indiana. Milwaukee will be in Memphis. Miami in New Orleans. That's at 630 on TNT. Oklahoma City is visiting San Antonio. Golden State will be at Phoenix and Sacramento at Portland. Those are the final games of the first half of the season. Uh, All-Star break starting tomorrow. I'll have more on the All-Star game uh, tomorrow as well. And uh, we'll uh, take a look at the rosters. Those are getting picked tonight. Top 25 college basketball, Michigan at number 2, Michigan State. Number 17, Oklahoma State visits number 3, Baylor. Those are both at 5 p.m. The Michigan-Michigan State game on ESPN. Oklahoma State, Baylor, ESPN 2. Nebraska visits number 5, Iowa. TCU at number 6, West Virginia. UTEP visiting number 13, Kansas in a non-conference game. Number 15, Texas visits number 16, Oklahoma at 7 on ESPN. Iowa State visits number 18, Texas Tech. Arizona State visits number 24 Colorado at 7 on ESPN2. Northern Colorado visits Weber State tonight. Wyoming visits Utah State at 7.30 on FS1. And SUU will visit Portland State at 8.05 tonight. I'm going to take the Clippers over the Wizards. I'm going to take Boston over Toronto. They're just too depleted. I like the Knicks over the Pistons. I think Denver wins at Indiana. Both teams starting to trend different ways. I like Milwaukee and Memphis. I think Miami wins in New Orleans. That'll actually be a really, really good one. Oklahoma City at San Antonio, I'm going to take the Spurs in that one. I like Phoenix over Golden State at home, and I'm going to take Portland over Sacramento. I got Michigan beating Michigan State. I think Baylor does beat Oklahoma State. I'm going to take Iowa over Nebraska, West Virginia over TCU, Kansas over UTEP. I like Texas winning on the road to Oklahoma. Oklahoma beat them earlier in the season. Uh, A lot of coronavirus issues in the Texas program at the time, so... There's that. I'm going to take the Longhorns. I got Texas Tech beating Iowa State, Colorado over Arizona State. I got Weaver State beating Northern Colorado, Utah State beating Wyoming. And my one upset, I do have Portland State knocking off SUU. Uh, the T-Birds just kind of in, kind of due for a loss. And I feel like tonight might just be the night. I don't know why. I just got that feeling that I'm going with. That's it for Weekdays with Wilk. As always, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to love one another, even the refs.